discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I want you to lift up your right hand to us, heaven, and just thank God. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for this opportunity you have given to us to be together like this, to receive from your spirit, from your precious Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to us. Alter our lives, Lord. Alter our destinies. Reframe our future. Bring us on the right path, Lord. Take us from where we are to the level you have designed for us to be on. Bring health and healing to us, Lord. And thank you, Father, for great understanding of your word. Minister to all of us tonight. And thank you, Father, for a new phase, a new level for this church and for everyone in it to your glory and to your praise. Thank you that you are advancing us in a very special way. Just as you advanced Moses and Aaron, Lord, thank you that you're advancing this church. You are causing it to rise higher and higher, and making it bear much more fruits to your glory. Thank you for more testimonies above and beyond what you have already, we have already seen to your glory and your praise. Yes, thank you for making this place a place of healing, making this place a place of restoration, and making this place a place of building your children up. To your glory and to your praise. Thank you, Father, for your blessings, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Wow. You know, the last time I came to this church, you were in a classroom. Do you remember? Just a year ago. Were you there? It was Pastor Papu who was there. It's amazing. And within a year, within one year, God has done this beautiful thing. I think we should give Jesus a big, 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 big clap. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, when I sat down, the first thing God told me was that it's time for growth. Yeah. So the next time I come, this whole place will be filled with people. We're church members to the glory of God. How many people can this place sit? 200. We have 200 people seated to the glory of God. Do you believe it? The last time I came, I spoke about a cathedral. When I sat down, God reminded me about the cathedral. Yeah. It will come. It will be built to the glory of God. Do you believe it? The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that happens for you. Do you believe it? Yes. You see, and as the house of God goes forward, you also go forward. Yes. You see, the way the house of God is, the place is looking beautiful. That's how God is beautifying your life. Jesus 
That is why you must always push for the advancement of the house of God. Yes, when you push for the advancement of the kingdom of God, your life also advances. You must tie or you have to tie yourself strongly to the house of God. You see, it's very important. So that as the house of God rises, you rise with it. That's what I have done over that period. I just tied my life over to the church, to the house of God. And as the house of God increases, I've just increased to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So I see you advancing. Do you believe it? I'm telling you, I see you advancing on every side of your life. And I see the Lord blessing you in a very special way. I had growth as I sat down. Growth. 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 So you are going to grow on every side. You are going to grow numerically. You are going to grow financially. You are going to grow in your wisdom. You are going to grow in your fruit, in your fruitfulness. If you are looking for marriage, you are going to have marriage to the glory of God. Yes. If you are looking to travel, you are going to travel in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that you are looking for, the Lord, this coming year is a year of growth for this church. Yes, you are going to grow numerically. You are going to grow financially. You are going to grow in, 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 in how much of a family you are. The family culture, the family life in this church is going to grow to the glory of God. And every single individual is going to grow. You are going to see remarkable growth in your personal life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what the Lord is telling me to tell you. Yeah. So get ready for growth. Get ready for growth. Get ready for growth. Growth is coming for you. On every side of your life. Your, your life, your business is going to grow more than you ever thought. Every single thing about you is going to grow. Yes. Yes. Every single thing about you, you'll see growth. You'll see growth. All the things that have prevented growth have been removed completely from tonight. Yes. All the things that have brought limitations. All limitations have been broken and removed permanently. It's a season of growth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Get ready for growth. Get ready for growth. Tell your neighbor, get ready for growth. That means that you have to become something in the house of God. So that you can contain the growth. Yes. That means you have to, you have to become stronger than you were before. So I'm going to start uh, with you with a message on making you strong. You get it. Yes. Something to make you strong. And then from there you can continue gradually to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor, and your beautiful wife. Let's give our pastor and give us our beautiful Thank you. God bless you. I want to thank all the shepherds who have been, you know, helping. Every you see, a man of God cannot work without shepherds. Yes. Some people today, someone came to visit, you know, and was talking about how great our ministry is and how he has heard about us. And so he's saying so many things, you know. The way things work. If things are going to work well in a church, it's because of the helpers. It's because of the people who are there. Do you see? Yeah. So I know that the place is looking nice. Things are working. You are, you are dressed nicely. Everything is looking nice because of the helpers. So let's clap for all helpers. Anybody who is helping from in any way, in any form. Okay? Pastor Checho, God bless you for being a good helper, a good assistant. God bless all the, all the shepherds, everyone. I can see some of you in there. I can see you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for making the church work here. 
and for making it work very well here. Hallelujah. Lizzie, it's good to see you. I've missed you. I'll give you a hug after church. It's good to see you, Pastor Edwin. It's good to see you, Pastor Ebo. It's good to see you, Clement. It's good to see you, Pastor uh, Talams. Talama. <laughs> I came with Pastor George. I came with Pastor Alex as well. How many of you have heard of five minutes of Pastor T? This is the man who was making sure it was being recorded. There were two of them. He and Pastor Sefa. Yeah. They did a great work that has continued up to date. Sometimes they'll come and I'll say, I don't feel like recording. They'll, they'll drive from wherever they are. Far away. He wasn't even very far away. And he'll come. I'll say they should come. When they come, and I come and meet them, I'm like, I don't feel like doing it. Yes. It's like the inspiration is not there. They'll say, oh, no problem. They never complained. Because all these things are... That's why helpers are important. They're so important. If you don't have the right people around, you can't do a lot of things. You see, you can't do the right, the, the, a lot of things. So thank you so much for being good helpers in different ways, in different forms. Hallelujah. Please, you may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. It's good to be here. It's good to see you too. Hallelujah. Yes, so I want to share with you with um, maybe we can give it a title after at the end of the meeting. But what I want to share with you is from Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 11. I just want to explain um, a few things to you. Before we go to Ephesians 2.11, let's go to Ephesians chapter, chapter, two, chapter 3. Um, let's read from, from verse 1. I just want to explain some nice things for you in the scriptures. Okay? What I want to say to you is in verse 8. But I just want to explain every verse until we get to verse 8. Is it a good thing? Okay. Now, Paul says, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, you know, Paul, said, Paul had become a prisoner at this point, you know, and he was in prison. He had not stolen anybody's cow. He had not stolen anybody's, taken anybody's wife. You see, he had not done any bad thing, but he was in prison. Uh, and he's explaining why, what took him to prison. So he says, for this cause, I am for the prison of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Uh-huh. Next verse, please. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me towards you. You see, Paul speaks of the dispensation of grace. Let's read NLT so it's, it's easier to understand. Okay? He says, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. There's a dispensation or a time frame. If you read in the Bible, you see dispensations. If you don't um, understand dispensations, you may not have a good appreciation of the Bible. And you may end up becoming a bit confused. So just because I'm mentioning dispensations, let me go a bit into it. Okay? A dispensation is a time frame ordained by God. Okay? In which God gives a rule and expects um, that rule to be obeyed. 
and your acceptance to him or before him is based on how you obey that rule. Do you understand what I just said? It's a time frame that God sets. God sets. It's God who sets us up. And he gives a rule by which he accepts people. Okay? Uh, so if you read the Bible, the clearest dispensation you can see is the very first one, which is the dispensation of innocence. Innocence. Say dispensation of innocence. Try and take notes when you come to church. Okay? Tell me, but try and take notes when you come to church. We shouldn't have a church that does not have people who take notes. Hmm? Tell me, but we shouldn't have a church that has people who don't take notes. You will never know unless you take notes. What I'm sharing with you now is because I have notes. The dispensation I just made, it's not part of my message. When I mentioned the dispensation of grace, I realized that I should go back and talk about those ones. I took notes on it 11 or 12 years ago. And I still remember it right now. And I can take you through all of them because I wrote notes on it 12 years or 13 years ago. Yes. Reverend George taught me dispensations about 13 or 14 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. 13 or 14, a long time ago. Because I, I remember my book, the book, the book, the notebook is there. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I have a photographic memory. So when I write it, I remember. If I can see it, I remember. I remember pages, the, the, the pages of the Bible. I know where what is. By the grace of God. So when I take notes, that's it. I remember everything. If you don't remember, you will not know. And if you don't know, you will not. Your tools for success is knowledge. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13 says that my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Can you show it to us? Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. All of God's children end up captives about one thing or the other because they have no knowledge. No knowledge. They don't know. It's been said, but they don't know. Do you get it? It's not on your fingertips. They don't know it. The difference between a good doctor and a bad doctor is, is that one knows his things. The other does not. So which one are you going to be? Are you going to be a good Christian or a bad Christian? Ask your neighbor, are you going to be a good Christian or a bad Christian? What's the answer? Ask your neighbor, what's your answer? These guys are afraid of their neighbor. I don't know, you guys like you're afraid of your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor, okay? Feel free, relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. Relax. Yes. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. No knowledge. No knowledge about health. No knowledge about wealth. Yes. No knowledge about the acceptance before God. No knowledge about the grace of God that they have. No knowledge about righteousness. No knowledge about a lot of things. The love of God. So they are gone into captivity. Have you read Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 before? Have I turned it upside down? Oh, it's correct. It's correct. Hosea 4 6. It says, my people. God says, my own people, Lord are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, some have gone into captivity, and some are also destroyed. This is more intense. This is, this is more terrible. Distraction of Christians come because they don't know. They lack knowledge. Have you seen it? No knowledge, lack of knowledge. Then it says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. So, God accepts us based on the knowledge of God that we have. Are you seeing it? 
Everything is based on the knowledge of God that you have. Everything. Everything. That is why you must take notes. Your deliverance is based on knowledge. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9. Am I right? Or I'm not right? Ah, I'm right. And he proclaims his mouth to destroy his neighbor. But through knowledge shall the just be delivered. The word just is righteous ones. The righteous children of God are delivered through knowledge. So without knowledge, you have a problem. I know I'll never be poor in my life. Why? I know it. Because I know the, I know the word of God concerning it. I, it will never happen to me. Even if everybody should leave me, I'll still prosper. <laughs> I don't mind at all. Yeah. No matter the crisis, prosperity is mine. I know it by the grace of God. Through the knowledge of God that I have. Proverbs 13, 13, isn't it? Message version. Proverbs 13, 13. Ignore the word and suffer. Have you seen it? And that God's commands and grow rich. If you ignore God's word, suffering is because people have ignored God's word. God should have suffered because they've ignored his word. People want prayer. In Ghana, people like prayer. All our mothers, all of us, our mothers and our fathers, they like prayer. Our aunties like prayer. If it's a teaching meeting, they will not come. If it's a prayer meeting, if it's online, prayer something, they will all join. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Don't just go. Prayer without the word of God is, is forgive me to say, it doesn't work. You need the, what will work? He sent forth his word and he healed their diseases. Grace and peace is multiplied through through the knowledge of God that you have. Do you see? Yes. You advance in grace. You advance in, in peace through the knowledge of God. If you are not into the knowledge of God's word, forget about it. When you know God's word, the things of God become like a, a, it becomes digital. You can just press and you know what, you just know what to do. Yes. You just press play. Yeah. It can be voice, voice activated even. You know what to say. Yes. Hmm? Philemon 1, 1, 6. Have you read Philemon before? Philemon 1, 6. Yeah, read your Bible. It's, it's important to, it will change your life forever. Paul was writing to this man and he told him, he says, I pray that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Do you see? Paul says, I want you to acknowledge all the good things which are in you in Christ Jesus. It means that you need to know what is in there in order to acknowledge. If you don't know that something is there, you cannot acknowledge it. You need to know. It starts off with knowledge, knowing what exactly is there. Then you can produce the fruit you are supposed to produce. It's so important. I beg you, please get into the word of God. Don't be a Christian who is clueless. Who doesn't know what the word of God has said. Do you see? How can your faith work without the word of God? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith works. Our faith will work depending on how much of God's word we know. Not only head knowledge, but heart knowledge. It starts with head knowledge and then it ends up with heart knowledge. It has to get deep down into your heart through something called meditation. That's why we preach the things we preach to you. If you think our message is finished, it's because you have not gotten it yet. The day you get it, will change the message. The day, you, the day you understand it, we'll stop preaching that one and go to another one. Yes. I tell you. Do you like what I'm saying? Yes. 
Stay on God's word. Take notes. Take notes. Tell your neighbor, take notes. And go and read your notes after taking them. Some of us take their notes. You don't read it. Just for show. So I can say that I, I have the notes. After three years of being in the house of God, you should become very, you should come so mature that you can, you can start a church. Yes. Jesus spent three and a half years with the apostles. And he, 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 he left them. And they were able to continue to do the things we are supposed to do. Do you see? Yes. When we say Christianity is about being a disciple, a disciple is a learner. The word disciple is mathetis. And it's from the word mathematics. 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 Mathetis is from mathematics. And it means to... Mass is the same everywhere. Two plus two in Ghana is not different from two plus two in America. It's the same thing. The same thing. So we must produce... All of us must become the same... The aim of God in all of our lives is for all of us to look like Jesus. That's the, that's the aim of God. In our thoughts processes, in our behavior, in our attitude, in every single decision that we make. He wants us to look like Jesus. That is the aim of God. If you want to know the will of God for your life, I just mentioned one of the main will of God for your life. Yeah. One of the main will of God for your life. If you want to know the will of God for your life, is that you have to become like Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. I will not come here after one year. That's why I'm preaching the way I'm preaching. That's why I'm talking the way I'm talking. I'm trying to touch a lot of. That's why I said I don't have a. I don't have a title for it because it's quite a lot. What God told me to say is from your work, your work to your work, all the way to your your faithfulness. Do you get it? Uh -huh. So it's a varied. I'm going to touch a lot of things at the same time. Okay. Now look at it. it says for whom God did for no. He also did predestinate all those that God knew beforehand. Can you hear me? Yes. Do you think God knows you? Yes. God knows you by the grace of God. You are known by God. God knows all that is going on with you. God knows where you are. God knows your house. God knows your, your house number. Mm. Yes. God knows your phone number. Mm. God knows your WhatsApp number. Mm. God knows everything about you. God, God, has, God, has, God cares about you so much that he knows everything about you. Yes, if you read in Acts, Acts chapter 10, you see how God know, knows a lot about everybody. Yeah. God was giving directions. God gave directions to someone's house. Specific directions to someone's house. One called Simon the Tanner. He gave directions, clear. House number, as to what you'll be doing when they go. He, he said everything. So God knows what is going on with you. Not so that he can find out fault from you, but so that he can help you. Okay? Now, he says, go back, please. Go back to um, Romans chapter 10, chapter 8, rather. He says, for whom God did foreknow. All those that God foreknew. God knows all of us. Before we came, God knew us. It's not now that God is going to plan for you. God has planned for you a long time. Tell me, but God has planned for you. You are not a surprise. To God. No, 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 no. Tell me, but no, 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 no. All that you are going to eat. Is known by God. All the clothes you are going to wear, they are all known by God. Yes, God has a beautiful plan for you. Okay? Keep your finger here. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I have toward, I think towards you, saith the Lord, 
So sometimes you think that God has forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. And you need to remind yourself of the fact that God has not forgotten about you. It's the devil who lets you think that God has forgotten about you. And makes you take decisions that are not correct. And makes you put your life into your own hands and take decisions that are not, are not right at all. For I know that thoughts I think toward you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Let's read uh, uh, NLT. NLT. For I know the plans. Have you seen it? God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans. God has plans for you. God has plans, I tell you. Can you imagine that God has plans for you? Systematic plans. That's why your greatest key to success is to find out what plans God has for you. Your greatest key to success is to find out what God, what plans God has for you. And just do what he says to do. That's all. That's your greatest key to success. Your greatest key to success is to hear from God concerning what. Just find out about the plans. That's why you should learn to fast and pray. Hmm? What did I just say? The greatest key to success is to find out what plans God has for you every time. You should, let, you should learn to fast and pray. What are you fasting and praying for? You are fasting and praying to know what God thinks for this particular season in your life. <laughs> are you in the church? You should fast and pray for what? To know what God has for you in this particular season of your life. I can't wait to go and pray. As I'm standing here, I can't wait to go and spend time with the Lord. Yeah. I'm looking for some four days. Tomorrow we have some meetings that we'll be praying. And then after that, I'm going somewhere next week just to go and pray, spend time with the Lord. To find out details concerning what, what I should do. What, how the church should go. Yeah. People ask me, oh, how, how are you doing this? I just ask God. I don't attempt a building project until God tells me, do this one. No, no, no. I'm not on auto drive. No, 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 no. I ask. I ask questions. Yes. I ask God, what do, what do we do about this? Before I came to preach, I asked him, what should I preach? Wow. Every message I preach, I ask God, what should I preach to these people? Wow. What do you want for these people? Wow. I don't just come and take microphone and say that I know, I've known how to preach for years, so I can preach to you. No. Yes. No, 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 no. I ask God every meeting. Every meeting. Wow. Yes. Wow. I ask God, what do you want for these people? What do you want me to talk about? Yeah. Are you in a church? I didn't just marry. I asked God who he wanted for me. You did be there. Just go and marry. You will see. You will cry blood, I tell you. Even those who pray are having problems. How much more those who don't pray? Yeah. Do you see? Knowing God's word and knowing what the spirit of God says. The, the two persons that are taking us through life are the word of God and the spirit of God. Because we are born of the word and we are born of the spirit. Are you in the church? We are born of what? The word and we are born of the spirit. Jesus mentioned it in John chapter 3 verse 5. Look at John 3 5. The word of God is your mother. The, spirit of, the word of God is your father. The word of God, the, the, the word of God is your, what did I say? The word of God is your father. The spirit of God is your mother. 
Yes. Jesus answered, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The word water is in reference to the word of God. You see, it's in reference to what? The word of God. First chapter, chapter 1, verse 23, says that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. So we are born of God's word, which is the seed or the sperm that is used to recreate you. Are you in the church? Yes. yes. James 1.18 says that of God's own will he gave birth to us. How did God do it? God did it uh, of his own will begotten us with the word of truth. The way he did it is through the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. He did it through his word. So the word of God is, is what brought you into being. Spiritually speaking. And the, the Holy Spirit is the mother that was used to it's like you were the Holy Spirit was impregnated with you, and then you were born by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what is written in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit are we all given birth into or immersed into the body of Christ. For by one spirit, by one Holy Ghost, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So we are all given birth to, okay, by the Holy Ghost, the one who handles you. He's the one who takes care of you until you are born again. Are you in the church? Yes, huh. The word of God is the, the seed that was used to impregnate the Holy Spirit, if you like. I'm just using human terms for you to understand. Now, just imagine you trying to do life without your mother or your father as a, as a, as a freshly born baby. Everyone needs their mother and their father for at least 18 years of their lives. At least. If you don't get it, there's a problem. Is it true? You need them for at least 18 years in order for you to be able to be balanced with your mind and continue on your own. Is it true? So, going in life, journeying in life without the word of God and without the spirit of God, it's a big mistake. Going in life without reading the Bible and finding out what the Bible has said. I was going through some things recently. And everything I was going through was written in the Bible. The Holy Spirit directed me. So the Holy Spirit directed me to the Word of God. And showed me verses in the Word of God describing my situation. For me to calm down and for me to know what to do in the situation to survive. Yes. How to respond. The Holy Spirit showed me how respond like this. Don't respond in the popular way. Respond like this. Yeah. So you ask the Holy Spirit, Dear Holy Spirit, what should I do? He will direct you to the Word of God. Because that's, that's, the Word of God is your father. And the Spirit of God is your mother. You see, you like, you, everybody likes talking to their mother. Isn't it? You like talking to your, So you, you, converse, you, you have a conversation with, your, with the Spirit. Then the Spirit of God directs you to the Word of God. Who, the, word of God the Word of God is like a father that directs you. Like, this is it. Fathers tell you, my friend, this is it. Fathers give tough love. The word of God does not change. There's no space by it. It gives you tough love. You read it, you realize that you are being a fool. <laughs> to show you clearly, you are being a fool. To show you clearly, you are being wise. It will show you clearly whether you are being stupid. Yeah. Or you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, so it's like, a, it's like a father in your life. No sugar coating is there. It's there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 16. It, shows, it, shows, it says it clearly. All scripture, let's read NLT. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. 
It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Have you seen it? Claire, I mean, there's no... Claire teaches you that this is wrong. Tells you this is right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The best way to succeed is to find out from God. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Lord, what do you think? Lord, what do you think? The Holy Spirit directs you to the, to the scriptures. He also directs you to the servant of God that is in your life. Yes. He directs you to your pastors. Oh, yeah. Ask them about this one. Yes. Ask them about that one. Ask them about this one. Do you see? Yes. yes. That, and when they tell you, don't say this is just your opinion. No, it's, it's not the person's opinion. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 8, verse 29. I'm trying to I'll backtrack and go back to where I remember where I came from. Uh-huh. So, I've gone, I'm, I'm in Romans 8, 29, and I show you that God has a plan for you. All those whom he did for know, he has plans for. And I showed you in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, isn't it? That God has a plan for you. And I mentioned that the greatest success, key, key success that you can have is to find out what God has planned for you. And I told you the way to find out is through fasting and prayer. Because you need the word of God and you need the Holy Spirit to guide you to get to the location God wants to get to. Isn't it? I hope you remember. Okay, now, is that you? Ah, it's good to see you. How are you? Great, 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 great. It says, all those that God foreknew, all those that God knew, all those that God knew beforehand, and he knows everybody beforehand, he says he has, he has also predestinated. Okay, the word predestinate means to give us a destination before the time. You, when you left your house, did you know where you were going to? Where were you going to? You were coming here. Was there a destination before you left your house? So you were predestined. To get here. Pre- to predestine means to find that, to know the location before the journey starts. That's what it means. So there's a location that God has for all of us. Before we started out in life, he has, pre- he has given a destination before we start. Are you in the church? Now, what is that destination? That destination is that he wants us to be conformed to the image of his son. God wants us to conform to the image of his son. He wants us to look like his son. Who is the son of God? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So he says, so that he might be the first one among many brethren. God wants all of us to be brothers to Jesus. Brothers who look exactly like Jesus. Brothers and sisters who look exactly like Jesus. Are you in the church? You want to know the will of God for your life? This is the will of God for your life. And guess what? This is the vision of the church. The church you are sitting in, this is the vision. Oh, you don't know. Maybe you don't know. This is one of the things. Let's read, let's read NLT. I don't know how come I'm using NLT today. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Have you seen it? He chose them to become like his son, so that the son would be the first one among many brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. Sisters have showed up here. <laughs> so God wants you to talk like Jesus. God wants you to respond like Jesus responds in life. Yes. Can you imagine? So he starts off by getting you born again. The born again experience makes you like Jesus internally. First John chapter 4 verse 17. First John 4 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so are we now in this world. You look like Jesus internally. If you are born again, you look exactly like him. You have his righteousness. You have his life. 
You have his acceptance. You have his blessings. You have his help. You have his wisdom. You have everything. You are just like this. There's not a single difference between you and Jesus. Internally speaking. In the spirit. You are just like Jesus. Are you born again? If you are born again, then you share his life. Even your life is his life. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3. Look at Colossians 3 3. He says, for you are dead. You are dead. Tell me about you are dead. Even though you are alive, you are dead. Tell me about even though you are alive, you are dead. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Next verse. When Christ, who is our life? Jesus is our life. Your life and Jesus' life, there's no difference between it. You have the same. Are you seeing it? Same life. Same blessings. We are joined us together with Christ. What Jesus has is for us. What he owns. All his inheritance is ours. Are you in a church? That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Look at Romans 8, 17. And if children, then heirs. He says, if you're a child of God, then you're an heir. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We are joint heirs together with Christ. What Christ has is what we have. Are you seeing it? Yes. God has an inheritance in us. And that inheritance that God has in us is his son, Jesus Christ. The only reason why God has an inheritance in you is because Jesus is in you. When you become born again, Jesus comes into you. You have his life. You have his blessings. You have his health. You have everything Jesus has is yours now. Can you imagine? Some people think that these things are, they are a lie. Oh, I can't see them. I can't see them with my eyes. I, can't, I don't know about all these things. Let's be serious. Let's talk about things that will bring money. Let's, let's look about, let's look at, let's look at betting and, yeah. Let's look at being practical in life. You cannot be more practical than what I'm telling you. Just imagine if you knew and if you remembered that you share the life of Jesus Christ. You have the life. Just imagine if you remembered every single day. You had you had the memory of it. That Jesus' life is your life. Listen, let me show you a verse. Can I show you a verse? Manoho Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. I'm not charging, I'm not trying to charge myself. When I say man, no casual, then this will be a child. It's like we are charging something. We are not charging anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's like it's becoming nice for me. As I'm telling you what I'm telling you. <laughs> These verses are so nice. These verses are so nice. Go, go back to verse 5 so we can understand even some more. He says, look at this one. This one is showing, is showing us how he has predestinated us. Have you seen it? Uh, so he says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. What does this mean? It means the same thing as I was showing you in Romans chapter 8. Verse 8. It's the same thing. Hmm? Are you seeing it? Yeah. It says, God has predestinated us. For what? What is the destination has called us to? That we should be children. Abdo- we should, it's called the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Let me explain. He's not talking about you know, adopting a child. An orphan, no. The word adoption here in the, in the Greek is heutasia. And it means raising your own children to become kings. It's like a king who has many sons. 
and he's raising all his sons. They are all his biological sons. Yeah. But he's raising them to come to a place of rulership. A, ro- a place of kingship to be able to rule and reign with him. To look just like Jesus. So when he says, by Jesus Christ to himself, he means to look just like Jesus so that we can function the way he functions. That's God's aim for your life. That's God's vision for your life. Okay? Then the next verse says, go back, go back. It says, it is God's great pleasure. It is according to the good pleasure of his will. Let's read, let's read Amplified. Like when you, when you, when you, as you grow Eh? to conform to the image of Jesus Christ. As when your thought pattern is like Jesus' own, and your actions are like Jesus' own, and your behavior is like Jesus' own, your attitude and all those things are like Jesus' own, that is God's greatest pleasure. Wow. Yes. Wow. It is his highest will for your life. He says, for he, he fought in us and destined us, planned in love for us, to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? In accordance, it is in accordance with the purpose of his will. This is the purpose of God's will. Because it pleased him and it it was his kind intent. This is God's greatest intent, that you look like Jesus. You walk like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. You think like Jesus. You walk on the water like Jesus. Yes. When you see limitations, you are not moved. The, The water was a limitation. When he got to the shore, when Jesus got to the shore of that particular sea, there was no boat. So he couldn't have moved to the other side. But the water, the limitation was not. When he saw a limitation, what did he do? He walked on the limitation. So Jesus, God wants you to grow up to the point that when you see limitations in life, it doesn't become a problem. They are giving you pressure at work. You don't run away. You don't run away cursing your boss and say that Oh, my boss is a very bad person. He's a very wicked person. No. No. Why are you going? You are running away because you don't understand what God wants for you. God wants you to stay there and rule and reign in the midst of the storms. Yes. Rule and reign in the midst of the storms. You shock them by being able to do all the things you're supposed to do. Without running away. You shock them like, hey, this guy is tough. Yes. You are tough like Jesus. Even when they are insulting you, you are still there. You are still flowing. Because you know that that's where God wants you to be. If you know that's where God wants you to be, you are ready for the heat. Jesus went through sufferings. You are ready to go through sufferings. It's not a problem at all. Anything for God's will to be done in your life is fine. Are you what I'm talking about? No small pressure now. Hey, I'm, I'm out. No pressure now. Hey. Small pressure. You can't you can complain. Ah, the whole world will run away. <laughs> Look at the next verse, verse 6. Still in the Amplified. So that we might be, he says he, he, he's planned and predestined us to look like Jesus. So that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, his favor and mercy. Like God wants you to be a trophy of his grace. Like God can refer to you in the future and say that, ah, look at, have you seen this particular guy? This guy. Look at all the things he went through. And he succeeded and he had all the, the blessing. Look at the way we refer to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You remember? We refer to them. They were in the fire and they still survived. Their life is to the praise of the glory of God's grace. 
You see, God, God has so much favor, so much grace on you to be able to go through all the pressures of life and for you to still withstand and go through without any problems so that you can, he can, you can be to his praise. The, the praise of the glory of his grace. The, the, his, his grace, the grace of God has glory. Wow. And the grace of God must have praise. Like, when we look at you, we must be able to praise God's grace in your life. Like, hey, Charlie, look at this girl. She said, God is real. How were you able to do all these things with all these problems? That's God's desire for you. Are you seeing it? And it comes by you accepting and acknowledging all the good things that he has made for you. All the good things that the grace of God has manufactured for you. That's what I'm talking about, the dispensation of grace. Paul spoke about the dispensation of grace. It is time for, for us to receive the grace of God, to walk in the grace of God, to live our lives according to the grace that Jesus has made available for us. Grace and truth came by Jesus. In our time, grace has come. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. Grace is God. God likes you irrespective of what you do or do not do. I'm on my way. I'm going back home. Do you understand what I'm saying? Grace is God at work, man at rest. Yes. Grace is accepting all that God has done for you in Christ Jesus. And accepting it as fact and truth for you. And living like that. Agreeing with God's word. Agreeing what God has done. Do you see? Yeah. I was just talking about how that Jesus, we share in Jesus' life. That is the, that is the effect, is the work of the grace of God. What could you have done to have the life of God? Where can you find it? Where? You can't find it anywhere. But God's work in Jesus has made that available to us. And has made, it's real, it's there, it's real. Don't say, oh, if I don't see it, my eyes, it's not real. No, what are you talking about? When you do that, you are, not, you are not giving praise to the glory of his grace. Accept it as truth. It's the truth. The Bible says, let God be true and all men be liars. I accept what God has done. Yes. What has he done? So that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, favor and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Okay. The, the King James says it in a, go to the King James. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein, in which he has made us accepted in the beloved. One of the things that the grace of God has done is that he has made you accepted. You are accepted. accepted. Say, I'm accepted. accepted. Say, I'm accepted. I'm accepted. The grace of God has made you accepted before God. There is no fight between you and God. You see, sometimes we allow sometimes the things we have done in times past. To be a problem between us and God. But God says that you are accepted. Like you, you, you can pray anywhere. You can talk to God in the toilet. You, can't, you couldn't do that in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, because of Jesus' way, because of his blood, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you have we and you and I have access to God. And one of the one of the places that we are we have access to is the is in the place of the beloved, the place where God's loved children are. The place where do you, show me other versions. Look at look at NLT. I'm accepted in the beloved. Other version says that we are accepted as the beloved. You are the beloved of God. 
Do you have NLT? You have it. Beautiful. I will never fail in my life. Listen, you are entitled to favor. So I'm entitled to favor. Believe it all. Wherever I go, I'll be accepted. Wherever I go, I'll, be, I'll get preferential treatment. Say I'm the favored of God. You see, grace means unmerited favor. That's what it means. It means favor that you didn't merit. You don't merit it. There's nothing you did for it. You, you don't do anything for it. That's what it means. As a child of God, you are in a place, you are in the, you are in the coven of God's beloved. You are in the place where God showers. Eh? Look, it says, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He's, he's poured so much grace on us because we belong to his dear son. Show me other versions. Let us praise God for his glorious grace, for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. You see, if you are in Christ, you are entitled to favor. So I'm entitled to favor. Message, look at the message version. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Have you seen it? Lavish gift giving. I mean, you are in a place of real enjoyment and real. You should, you should never be sad in your life. You should never look at what is going on and then you, you are complaining, oh Lord. Do you remember, do you even remember that I'm here? Do you even remember I'm here? The Bible says that we do the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That's why you need to know the scriptures. The scriptures will bring you comfort and it will give you hope. So that you will not complain in the midst of hardships and you will not complain in the midst of problems. You see, you, you, will, not, you, will, not, you will not be hopeless. There are a lot of Christians who are hopeless. No hope. Because they don't know the things I'm telling you. God has predestined us to look like a son. And he has done so by lavishing his grace on us. We have his life. We have his life. We have his blessings. And the Bible says in Ephesians 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In Christ. Not some. All. 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 So, you walk around. That's why you need to meditate on these things. Yesterday, my wife was telling me, I am, I am Mrs. Faber. You know, I told him, I am Mr. Faber. Yes. I am Mr. I'm the favorite of God. I can't help it. I'm a sports brat in God. I can't help it. Yeah. I'm favored. Everywhere I go, I'm accepted. If God accepts you, who can, who can reject you? If God accepts you, who can, who can reject you? Colossians chapter 1, verse, verse 12. Look at Colossians 1. It says, giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Let's read the Amplified. That's why you always, it says, giving thanks all the time, be giving thanks. Be giving thanks, giving thanks to the Father, be giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the, in the light. God has qualified you to, uh, to enjoy the inheritance of, of Christ. What are the inheritance? His life is one of the inheritance. His health is one of your inheritance. His wealth is one of your inheritance. His peace is one of your inheritance. 
his joy, his honor, his glory, his exploits, his ministry, everything has been made, his sanctification has been made available for you. Yes. Are you in the church or you have gone home? I'm favored of God. I'm accepted before God. The problem of most people is that they think that they are not accepted. They think that God is not happy with them. They think that God is, is, not, is not happy with them because of one or two things that they have done. Or three or four things. <laughs> one or two or three or four things. But God is not fighting you. God says you are accepted. Let me show you some verses to show you that you are accepted. <laughs> You remember, I, st- I wanted to start from Ephesians chapter 2. Yeah. Okay. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. It shows us, these verses show us that we are accepted. Accepted. Well, for remember, can, can we read the lighter version? I want everybody to be able to understand it. It says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. All those of us who are here, we used to be called Gentiles. There, was, there were two groups of people in the world, Israel and Gentiles. Israel was the people of God. The Gentiles were not the people of God. Everybody apart from Israel was not described as the people of God. Do you see? Yeah. Uh, it says, don't forget it. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You had nothing to do with God. It says, you were called uncircumcised heathens. Excuse me, by the Jews. Who were proud of their circumcision. Even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. But still they were proud of it. Next verse, verse 12. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were estranged from Christ. You were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises that God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Yes, this was how it was before. Godless, hopeless. You cry to God, nothing happens. Because you are godless. You are hopeless on your way to nowhere. Next verse. Verse 13. But now, say but now. But now. But now now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus was not for nothing. It was not for nothing. The blood of Jesus was sacrificed. Jesus was sacrificed. So that you can be brought close to God. So God is not fighting with you. God is not angry with you. God is not mad at you. God is madly in love with you. And you have to know it. If you don't know it, you make a lot of mistakes. You try to live in a certain way. Thinking that God is looking for you to destroy your life. No, God is with you to help you. God is in you to help you. Look at the next verse. Verse verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. On the cross, he broke down the middle wall of hostility. And he caused the law. Next verse. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. What is the law? The law is do this, do that, do this, do this, and do that, and you'll be accepted before God. 
Jesus came to destroy the law. He came to abandon the law. He fulfilled the law and he destroyed the law. So that you can live before God without any rules and regulations as to being doing things to be qualified before God. I don't know if you get it. See, I'm accepted. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, go, go to chapter, chapter 4, verse 25, which is the verse before this. Chapter 4, verse 25. It says, Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins. Jesus died because of what? So don't let your sins take you away from God. Don't let what you have done. Sometimes we feel we cannot receive healing from God because we have done some things. Because we have taught some thoughts. Because we did something. We did something wrong. So I'm not qualified. I, I, I don't deserve it. Because I have not lived right. No, that's not what God is thinking. You are accepted before God because Jesus is accepted before God. And that qualifies you to have access to every blessing you can think about. Including health, prosperity, whatever. Don't say, I've not done, I've not done this and I've done that. So I, I don't think that, I don't think that uh, this good thing is supposed to happen in my life. No, what are you talking about? Every good thing must happen in your life. It has nothing to do with what you did or did not do. I don't know if you get it. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. This particular thing I'm saying has destroyed a lot of people's lives. Yes. Because you feel you are not qualified to ask for some things. When you come to ask for something, then you wonder, hey, this thing I'm even coming to ask for. Will God even hear it? Will God even answer it? Especially in healing. You feel that your life needs to be together power before you can have healing. What are you talking about? You are qualified in Christ. Because Jesus is quali- has qualified, you are qualified. Because you are in him. That's what the Bible says. It says he has handed, he was, Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. Jesus was raised up so that we may be made right with God. We may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Next verse, verse 5. Chapter 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of what Jesus has done for us, now you have peace with him. God is not looking for you to destroy your life. Oh. We have peace. Say, so I have peace. You have peace. There's no problem between you and God. God, that's, God is not angry with you at all. Next verse. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place. Because of our faith in Jesus, we have arrived in a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. We have arrived in a place called undeserved privilege. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's like uh, um, coming from the village and arriving in a car. Then they bring you to East Legon and take you to Trasaco. And they take you to the nicest and the biggest house there. Adebayo's house. They take you to Adebayo's house and say, this is your house. They stuff it with things. They, they, they give you whatever you need, whatever, everything. Every cast, whatever, everything is there. That's the place God has brought us. We are in a pl- but we are afraid to ask because we think that God is fighting us. We are, we are afraid to partake and enjoy what God has brought, given to us because we feel that, hey, is this really, is it real? Is it really real? Is it really true? Let, let's, let's read. Let's read uh, Amplified. You have arrived in a place called a place of the place of grace, undeserved favor. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoyment, a place of enjoyment. Oh, me, I'll enjoy the life of God, pa. I'll enjoy the health, pa. Yeah. Sickness cannot dwell in my body. I'm not saying it because I've lived right. It has nothing to do with it. Have you lived right? Ask me, have you lived right? If God was qualifying you based on your living, you wouldn't be here. You will not be here. You may say, I've not done anything. That, that is why you have a problem. Because you think you have not done anything. Even your thoughts are not correct. Yeah. Even your thoughts are not correct. I tell you. If you project your thoughts right now, all of us will leave you. We will all run away and leave you. You are applying for a job. And you are wondering if you will be accepted. Because you have not lived right. You have not lived right. Hmm. I have not... I have not hmm. I've not been going to church much. I've not been paying my tithes much. The seat told me I couldn't give. Even the seat opportunities come, I planned not to give. Irrespective of any of those things, you are still, you're still qualified. I've not prayed much. I've not prayed much. I've not fasted much. I don't feel. I've not read much. I've not read my Bible much. I'm not feeling it. No. No, because of Jesus' sacrifice, you qualify for every good thing, every nice thing. Listen, Israel, eh? Israel, do you know that um, in America, the richest people in America are mostly Jews? Do you know? Uh, and most of these Jews are Jews who don't, they, they are not pious at all. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is a, is a Jew. Yeah. He's, not, he's not pious at all. Dell. Yeah. Dell Computers, the guy, he's a Jew. Wow. I mean, MGM, CBN, uh, all these NB, NBS, all these news, big, 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 big news agencies in America are owned by Jews. And they are not pious. Why are they enjoying the blessing? They are enjoying the blessings because of their father called Abraham. Because of his acceptance, they are all accepted. Sorry? Even them. How much more Jesus Christ? How much more those of us who are qualified because of Jesus Christ? You think too much. That is our problem. We think too much. We think that God doesn't like us. There's a problem between us and God. God. Look, it says through him also, through Jesus also, we have our access. Have you seen it? Our access, our entrance, our introduction by faith into this grace, into this state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. It's the place of undeserved privilege, the place of undeserved favor. You are entitled to have the best in life, and you must insist on it. Don't say, oh, I've not prayed much. Insist on it. You have, you have to enjoy the blessings. Whether you have prayed or not. Should you pray? Emphatically, yes, you must pray. I showed you not long ago. that You, must, you have to pray. So that you know the plans of God for your life. And walk in the perfect will of God for your life. You pray so that you can get close to the Lord. Do you get it? Yeah. You don't say that, oh, I'm accepted. Everything is okay, so it's finished. No. The acceptance is for you to enjoy communication with the Lord. You have been brought closer that you can enjoy fellowship with the Lord. And fellowship with the, with the Lord comes through prayer. 
Fellowship with the Lord comes through fasting. Fellowship with the Lord comes through worship and praise. So you don't stop any of those things. But we are not doing, we are not praying so we are accepted before God. We are not praying, we are not fasting so we are accepted before God. We are not worshiping so we are accepted before God. We are doing all those things because we are accepted before God. Are you getting it? And it says, and let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. He says, rejoice. Like a Christian should be a, a, a joyful person. A, like, no darling. I mean, you should be so happy. And when people come to our church and we are jumping and we are doing, it's like, what are, you, what are people happy about? You don't know. We know, we know that we are accepted before God. We know that we are enjoying glory. The Bible says that Christ in you, the hope of glory. He says, let us rejoice and let us exalt in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Enjoy the glory of God. I'm an enjoyer of the glory of God. <laughs> I refuse to be sad. Why? Because I'm accepted. I'm accepted. So Paul said, this is what I was put in prison for. For preaching that people are accepted because of Jesus Christ. Not accepted because of the law. Because they live, they live, they do this and do that and do that and do that. All that is nothing. Jesus is the only important person. Believe in him. When you believe in him, you come into that place of grace. That place of acceptance. That place of peace with God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You should be happy because all things are become new. You should be happy because all, all the old things are gone. The old, the old life of prostitution is gone. God does not see you as a prostitute. Stop seeing yourself like that. Stop seeing yourself like that. You keep remembering how, how, you, were, how you were a thief. You see, sin consciousness produces sin. Righteousness consciousness produces righteousness. You must be more righteousness conscious than more sin conscious. You should cast away sin consciousness. And then when you are there, the devil brings us to you. Ah, you are a very bad person. Do you remember? Do you remember what you did? Do you remember what you did five days ago? Five days ago. Do you remember what you were watching? Do you remember the, the position you were in? You were in Agandos. <laughs> when the devil brings us to you, tell the devil, my friend, go away. I'm accepted in Christ. I'm accepted before God in Christ. That is what Jesus came for. Jesus came to qualify you and bring you into the place of grace where you enjoy the goodness of God. You enjoy the blessings. of You have a right to it. It is your right. Tell your neighbor, it is your right. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these new things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Let's read other versions. Amplified. But, but all things are from God who, through Jesus Christ, reconciled us to himself, received us into what? Favor. Into favor. So the whole new creation thing is, a, is arrival into favor. You understand favor? What does favor mean? What does favor mean? It's not the name of a person. What does favor mean? Can we find the dictionary meaning? Anybody with the dictionary? Yeah. You must read your Bible with the dictionary. Maybe you don't understand favor. You think it's the, the name of the lady who sells the things... By the side of your house. Favor. Sister Favor. No. 
Sister Favor. It's not Sister Favor. Yes. Approval, support, support, or liking liking for someone or or something, an act of kindness kindness beyond what is due due or usual. Just imagine that your boss tells you, okay, you can go home for this month and I'll pay you. And then when the end of the month comes, your pay is 2,000 Ghana cities. Then he pays you 1 million Ghana cities. That, that is called favor. Have you seen it? You are entitled to such things. Yes. It's because You think that you have to work for everything. You have to do this, you have to do that. You have to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't work. But your work, your input, should bring maximum output. Your results should be so amplified that it will be clear that you are a child of God. Do you get it? It's so clear. The difference is clear. When they do five hours of, of work, okay, and they produce this spot, you will do five hours of work and produce 70 of the spots. That you are the favorite of God. I don't know if you get it. What you do is appreciated. It's, it's on a higher level. Yeah. That's your life. That's my life. Believe it. Believe it will help you in your job. It will help you. Yes. It will help you. Every aspect of your life. I'm, fav- I'm, the, I'm, I'm accepted in the belo- I'm in the favor. I'm in the arena of favor. I'm in the arena of God's glory. So it says rejoice. Rejoice in that place. Rejoice in that place. You are in the place of God's favor. Oh yes. I'm the favorite of God. I'm accepted wherever I go. You are going to apply for a visa. You should, you should believe in what I'm telling you now. I'm accepted. No country's dog. Listen, even if, if beds, beds can fly from one country to another. Antelopes can move from one country to another. Or oh, you don't know. Free of charge. They don't need visa. Why do you need a visa to go? Why should your visa be rejected? No, when I'm applying, I know I'm going. I'm not nothing. Nobody, it's not, I'm, I'm accepted. I'm accepted. Even if they reject you, tell them I'm accepted. You just don't know I'm accepted. Are you in the church? Don't let them bounce and they only bounce. <laughs> My life has ended. Your life has ended, Cessay. What do you mean? Your life has not ended. Hallelujah. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with God. We are in harmony with God. I'm in harmony with God. God is not angry at you. Do you accept that? So you are entitled to healing? You are entitled to prosperity? You are entitled to wisdom? You are entitled. Do you understand entitled? Do you understand entitled? Can you, can you give us a dictionary meaning for entitled? Entitled. Dictionary. It's your right. You have a right to health. You have a right to wealth. You have a right to blessings. You have a right to goodness. You have a right to it. Yeah. And Paul says, this is what I was called to preach. Yes. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul was talking about what he was called to preach. That's what I want to try. To, I'm trying to show you. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh-huh. Hold on, let's let's read. 
Is, is it on? Yes. Give someone a legal right. To give someone a legal what? Right. 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 Legal. You have a legal right to healing. You don't have to do anything for it. All you need to do is remember that it's your right. Remember that it's your right. The cancer has no right to be there. The cancer is illegal. Do you get it? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You walk in health all the days of your life. When the sickness comes, you tell, ah, what are you doing here? You will laugh at it. What are you doing here? Yes, there's a problem. That is the thief. The thief coming over to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the thief that right there. Yeah, reject him. Yes. Uh-huh. A just claim, a legal claim, a righteous claim to receive or to what? Or do something. Yeah. You have a right. You are entitled. You are entitled. You have arrived in the place of grace, the place of God's favor. Mm. That, that's, what God, that's what Jesus came to die for, to bring you to a place of favor. Unmerited blessings. If they work for it, if they work for a house, I will work, I'll get five houses. I'm not saying you will not work, you work. You work. Because work, work is your, it's, it's, a, it's a responsibility that God has given to human beings. Adam was made to work. Not working is demonic, I'm working. I'm working. As I'm telling you, I'm working. I'm, I, I believe I'm one of the hardest working people in the, in the whole world. I work hard. You get it? Uh-huh. Now, work, but expect big results. Expect what? Big results. Expect to be treated with favor. Expect to have the nicest things in life. Yeah. (laughs) Expect to sit in business class. Even though you have bought an economy ticket. You have an economy ticket. But expect that some business class will show up somewhere. Why? You are the favorite of God. <laughs> Do you believe what I'm telling you? <laughs> I'm the favorite of God. Now, let me show you sure. Ephesians chapter 3. Look at Paul. He says that if you have heard of the dispensation, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me towards you, how that by revelation God made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote a four in few words. Whereby when you read, when you read what I've written, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Paul says, if you read, if you if you read, if you read what I've written, you will understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So if you one of the reasons why you should read the letters that Paul wrote is this particular verse. As you read, you understand the mystery of Christ. What was given to Paul to give to us? Are you in the church? Which is the mystery of Christ? Nobody writes about the mystery of Christ and about the things I'm talking about more than Paul. Because it was specially given to him by God. That was the grace of God that was given to him. To be able to explain it for everybody to understand. Okay, next, verse 5. Then it says, this revelation, in other ages, it was not made known unto the sons of men. As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. So as a pastor, you should pray this prayer. This particular thing should be on your mind. Those of you who preach branch pastors, I'm seeing some branch pastors around. 
He says, it has now made, the, the mystery of Christ is now revealed unto the, his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The reason why you should relate to the Spirit of God more is because the Spirit of God is the one in charge of revealing the, the mystery of Christ to you and giving you deeper insights to the Word of God. Without him, you will not understand. Are you in the church? Or you should pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for yourself and for your congregation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that when you are preaching, they will understand. When you are reading it, you understand too. Because people read these things and go by it. They don't remember. You see, I've read Ephesians chapter 1 before. But you didn't see the things I just showed you. I've read Ephesians chapter 2. You didn't see the things I just showed you. There are so many things hidden in there that you need. Are you in the church or have gone home? Next, verse, verse, verse 6. Then he starts explaining. Verse 6, he says that this is the message that I preach. The message is that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Have you seen it? The Gentiles should be what? Fellow heirs. Do you understand that? Yeah. Let's read. The first one is that you are a fellow heir. The first message of the mystery of Christ is that you, you are a fellow heir. You are a fellow heir. <laughs> And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. We share equally. So if a Jew, who doesn't even mind God much? Plant. Listen, Israel, they say before Israel left Palestine in 2005, they, they exported over 50 million flowers out of Palestine. The place of Hito. When they plant the flowers, the flowers flourish. Yes. Israel today has some of the nicest fruits you can think about. Yeah. Israel has the most complicated technology to divert um, uh, 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 rockets and all of those things. Yeah. Missiles. Yeah. They are very advanced. Very high. Their business is very high. They are millionaires. Even Ghana. Do you know there's a whole Jewish community in Ghana? Yeah. Very big one. All the expensive things are for them. You may not know. They are hiding behind. They are quiet everywhere. You don't know. They are always quiet. Anything a Jew is entitled to because he's connected to Abraham. God gave Abraham the heaven and the earth. God gave Abraham the heaven and what? And the earth. He gave heaven and earth to him. He's called the possessor of heaven and earth. Yes. Are you in a church? Abraham became so influential that the people were afraid of him. His son Isaac was so influential that the people that he was, they were afraid of him. Yes. The whole nation was afraid of him. Yeah. That's your life. The, the whole good news, the whole gospel is number one. Number one is what I'm telling you now. Number one is that you were a fellow heir. You were a fellow heir of the promises. Or the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to him, was not to Abraham and to his seed, through the law. That's what I'm saying now is Romans, Romans chapter, chapter 4, verse 13. Oh. And what, 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 did you, what version, version was it on before you showed, you showed this one? NLT, look at this. Can you read it to me? One to go. To give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith, which is what you also have now. Same thing. 
He says that clearly God's promised to give the whole earth to Abraham. So the whole earth that was given to Abraham is now yours. Sweet to the whole earth is yours. So no, you shouldn't be limited. Like I, I don't know what I'm going to do. The whole earth belongs to you. And that includes all the gold that is in the earth. Wow. All the diamonds are in the earth are yours. Now it, it can become practically yours eh, if you believe what I'm telling you. And if you expect it. Are you expecting to own an oil rig? Can you think that you own an oil rig in your life? There are oil rigs that are being dug. Everything is yours. Mm. The gold. They they are digging gold. There's a whole gold mine that belongs to you. Can you believe it? Because the whole earth is yours. Why? Because the earth is is Abraham. And and you are the seed of Abraham. Abraham. The first... The first thing about the gospel is that you're a fellow heir. You're a fellow heir. I'll never be poor in my life. All things are mine. Do you believe it? You can be walking in this area. Not having anything. Not knowing where your, life, your next minute is going to come from. If you know what I'm telling you. And you are speaking it. You see, faith is voice activated. Faith. Faith is what? The way you activate your faith is through speaking. Words. Or you say to us, I'm the seed of Abraham. All things are mine. This whole area, every rich house, everything is for me. Everything is for me. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm the possessor of the heavens and the air. I'm the favorite of God. Everything is working together for my good. I will never be disadvantaged in my life. Listen, I tell you, it will not be long. It will not be long. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. <laughs> you will be shocked. You will be shocked. You will be shocked at what will be coming for you. It's because we keep quiet. Most of us keep, most of us, it's either we don't know these things or we know we don't talk. We know we don't talk. Christians must be talkatives. The Bible says that then the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. And then in thy heart. The word must be, must be close to you. It should be in your mouth all the time. Yes. Yeah. I'll never be sick in my life. I'm crossing 70 and 80 and 90 with ease. Say it a lot though. Say it a lot for yourself. I'll leave this earth at a good old age. I always imagine how I'll leave this earth. Yeah. It's in my mind. I'll eat breakfast. My plan is to eat breakfast. Have a very good breakfast. Yeah. Then I'll tell them I'm going to lie down. After I've eaten the breakfast, we'll discuss things. We'll talk, smile, laugh, everything. Everything is fine. Then I'll tell them, this is when I'm like 92. 92, 93. Then I'll tell them, okay, I'm going to rest more. I'll be back in some few minutes. Uh, and around, let's say, 11, 30, 12, I'll go and lie down. They'll come and check on me at 2. I'll be there. I'll be, oh, I'm, I'm sleeping. Go, go, I'm sleeping. You come for me for lunch. So, so I'm coming for lunch. They're around 4 p.m., 3, 4 p.m. That's when Jesus died. Jesus died around 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Then the angels will come for me and then I'll go. That's, that's my plan. That's my plan. I don't know what your plans are. I don't know what you think about. I'm telling you my own so that you can have something to, you can have a vision. Yeah. I'm not going, accident, I'm not going by accident. Plane crash, car crash. Air crash, whatever. No, 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 I'm not going by that. Tell them I'm not going by that. Death is mine. Or oh, you tell death when to come. Oh, yes. I'm ready to tell you, okay, okay. 
You can come. Even the sting of death has been taken away. That's another time. Brothers and sisters, we are heirs. <laughs> we are joint heirs. Go back to Ephesians chapter, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 3, right? Verse 6. This is God's plan. This is what? This is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. We share equally in the riches. There are riches that you share in. Equally. Then, both are part of the same body. In other words, we are all part of the same body of Christ. There are blessings that come because you are in the body of Christ. The blessings of preservation. When they were, they were, Paul was causing havoc to the church, Jesus appeared and said, So, so, why persecute thou, thou me? He didn't say, Why persecute why, why persecuting the church? Anyone who touches you has touched Jesus. You have the blessings of preservation. Yes. The blessings of supply. The life, of, the supply of, of, of the life of God. The supply, you see, you can live for God because you are part of his body. It's like saying that God's body is not submitted to righteousness. It's a, it's a problem. You are in his body, you are submitted to righteousness. I can live holy because I'm a member of the body of Christ. I can live a sanctified life because I'm the member of the body of Christ. He says we are both part of the same body. And we both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Jesus Christ. So there's a promise of blessings. Good things. I don't know what you describe. What do you understand good things? I don't know what kind of a house you want to live in, but you shouldn't live, you shouldn't live in a maybe you were born in, in the gutters. You shouldn't stay there. Are you a child of God now? That's where you began. That's where you began. That's where you began. You began in the gutters. You are not going to end up in the gutters. Start imagining the best. You are God's best. Say, I'm God's best. God got you born again to live the good life. Good life. Good life. Everywhere I go, I enjoy the. I've said it. I've, I've said it so many times. When I'm traveling, if I'm traveling anywhere in the world, I don't have money on me. On me. I don't go with money. Most of ninety percent of the time, I don't travel with money on me. Maybe I have some dollars on me. I'm going to spend. I don't have dollars on me. I'm going to spend. When I get there, all the money there will come to me. <laughs> that's my life. That's what. That's yeah. When I get there, when I get there, a good car will come and pick me from the airport. I'll get to the nicest. I was in London some two weeks ago. When I arrived, straight, nice car, straight to a nice, uh, uh, whatever, uh, hotel. Nice food. I, I'm even tired of eating. <laughs> what a blessing. Yeah, nice, every, nice environment. All the time. All the time. I was in US, I was in Virginia some time ago. I was living in the most expensive place in Virginia. Wow. In one of the most expensive apartments. Wow. If you like, don't say anything. Be there. Yeah. And be saying that, I don't know where my life is going to go. That's what you're going to get. Nothing good is going to happen in your life. You should be saying good things. You should be speaking the word of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm, an, I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Let's read the Amplified. It's nine sign in the Amplified. It says this, that the Gentiles are to be fellow heirs with the Jews. Members of the same body and joint partakers sharing in the same divine promise in Christ through the acceptance of the glad tidings, the gospel. If you have accepted the gospel, you are entitled to good things today. You are joint heir, you are part of the body, you are now an inheritor of the promises. Yes, the best. 
<laughs> people will be people will be confused. Why is this guy every time he's going higher and higher? What? Every year he's getting bigger, he's getting better, he's getting nicer. His children are looking nicer. He's, he's, he's changed houses. He's changed this. He's had that. He's had, what, how, what is he doing? And they start persecuting you. Yes. One of the one of the things that happens with those who function according to what I'm telling you now is persecution. People start writing all kinds of things about you. People start saying all kinds of things about you. Yeah, it's called those who are of the of the law, those who are of the flesh, persecute those who are of the spirit. Always like that. Always like that. Galatians 4. The one who's born of the spirit, the flesh persecutes the one who's born of the the, the, the spirit. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes, when Jesus, Jesus said that you have all these things with persecutions. Yeah? To respect because people won't understand. How? How? Next verse 7. I think you've heard a lot. It says, by God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. This was a good news. You are now a joint fellow heir. You are now part of the body. You are now in cha- you are now entitled to the blessings. The blessings. Next verse, verse 8. Though I'm the least of, of I'm the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave him the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. So the title of my message is Endless Treasures. <laughs> endless treasures. Yes. There is no end. Endless treasures in Christ. Are you in Christ? There are endless treasures. Endless inheritance. Endless blessings. Endless benefits. Endless. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. The Amplified explains it. He says that to me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles the unending the boundless, the fathomless, the incalculable and exhaustless riches of Christ. Wealth which no human being could have searched out. Treasures that, uh, it's treasures of health. It's not only money. Treasures of health. Treasures of goodness. Like, you enjoy goodness. Favor. That's your life. life. See, I'm Mrs. Favor. favor. I am Mr. Favor. And I am Mrs. Favor. They open doors for me. They open doors for me. Yeah. I have the best. No matter what level you are on. Start saying it for yourself. Because I'm not the one. Am I the one saying it? Is it not in the Bible? Paul says, I was sent to preach this. And I'm also preaching what Paul preached. Because that's, that's what, Jesus, what Jesus says we should preach. Yes. Endless. Fathomless. Exhaustless. Yes. Riches of Christ. Wealth which no human being would have searched out. It's wild. So don't tell anybody, don't keep quiet. Speak God's word. Are you ready to practice speaking God's word right now? Stand up on your feet and just speak the word of God for yourself. I have the best. I'm in the place of favor. I have the best. I have the best. I have the best. Everywhere I go, goodness and mercy are chasing me down, are hunting me down. Wealth is overtaking me. I have the best. I have the best. I dwell in health all the days of my life. No 
sickness, no pandemic can affect me. I walk in health all the days of my life. I live long. I live long. I live long. And healthy. And healthy. I have the best of marriages. I have the best of marriages. I have the best of children. I have the best of children. I am entitled to the best. Because I'm the seed of Abraham. Because I'm the seed of Abraham. Everything I touch turns to gold. Turns to gold. I have the Midas touch. Everything I touch turns to gold. I am favored. I am favored. I am favored. Everywhere I go, I get the best. I get the best. I get the best. I get the best. I have the best. Because I am God's chosen. Because I am God's chosen. God has accepted me. I'm accepted in the beloved. Therefore, I have the best. Therefore, I have the best. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Speak in tongues right now. Speak in tongues right now. I have the best. Malo Hadabai. Menegedebaya. Malo Radabai. Ezona Balabaya. Ekula Rabalaba. Mando Shegedebe. Ero Dalabaya. Mando Logo de Bebe. Mandalaba. The best of clothing, the best of shoes, the best of everything, the best, the best, the best. Mando Hoshi, endless treasures. I enjoy the endless treasures of Christ. Endless treasures, endless treasures. Manda Gadabai, Erege Dabalaba, Mando Lobolobo, Elira Dabai, Elira Dabai, Elira Dabai, Elira Dabai. We advancing, you advancing, you advancing on every spell of your life. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, and you are shining, 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 you are shining on every side, on every side. You advance you advance on every sphere of your life. You have the best. You have the best. The Lord is showering favor on you. He's showering favor on me. Everywhere I go, I have the best. I have the best. I have the best. Give Jesus a big shout. Oh, hallelujah. And this church will have the best. You have the best of shepherds. You have the best of pastors. You have the best of church members. You have the best of equipment. You have the best of lands. 
You have the best of church cathedrals. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you have the best on every side because you are in the favor place. You are in God's favorite place. You are in the place of favor. And God is showering his favor on you. Showering his grace on you. I see you walking as a trophy of God's grace. God is proud to refer to you and say that this is my grace. This is someone who has enjoyed my grace. It's happening for every single one here in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you favored. Favored on every side. You are walking in favor. 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 All the days of your life. All the days of your life. Your business is flourishing. Ah, they are purchasing the things. They are buying the things. You are flourishing in your career. You are flourishing in your career. Because you know you have the best. You know you are entitled to the best. The days of running away from God are over. Ah, I see you walking together with God, having the best of fellowship, having the best of relationships, having the best, having the best of intimacies with Jesus. You are having the best. You are having the best all the days of your life. You are journeying in glory. You are journeying in grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into this place. Thank you that this church is flourishing. 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 Everybody will be surprised at the speed. The speed. And the, the testimonies. I'm hearing testimonies in the spirit. Testimonies. 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 You think you have heard testimonies? You are now coming to hear bigger testimonies. Your mind, God is going to blow your mind. God is going to blow your mind. Testimonies of changed careers. Testimonies of bigger monies coming to you. Testimonies of health and healings. Healings. I'm seeing healings in the spirit. Healings. is a place of healings. Healing the mind, healing the body, healing the soul, healing the spirit. It's a place of healings. Healings, 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 healings. Ah, the son of righteousness has arisen with healings in his wings. I see the wings of the son of righteousness. And that, that, those wings are bringing flapping healing in this place. Healing, healings, 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 healings. Receive your healing now. If there's any sickness in your body, you are entitled to help. Jesus purchased. He, he himself took your sickness. Jesus himself took your sickness and your pain on the cross. Any pain in your body is removed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are entitled to it. You are entitled to it. You are entitled to it. I'm seeing growths in your body that are vanishing. Growth in your body are vanishing right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Growth in your body are vanishing right now. I'm seeing blood clots that are that are melting. All blood that has clotted in different places are melting completely, and your blood is flowing peacefully in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, whatever has caused your mind to be at war is leaving right now. Anything, whether financial. I'm seeing someone owing. You are owing some monies that have prevented you. Just taking away your joy. 
that money will be paid off without you knowing about it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That debt is being cancelled right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord is cancelling debts. Cancelling debts supernaturally. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you Father for fruitfulness. Even in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a big shout. Shout glory. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.